If you would turn with me tonight uh, here to uh, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to read one verse from this tonight, verse number 11. And when you come to your place or while you're looking for your place in Scripture, would you, excuse me, stand with me tonight for the reading of the Word of God. Here in this sermon series on biblical foundations, we have been preaching on the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And we have talked about the promise of the Spirit. And the last couple of weeks, we've been dealing with the person of the Spirit. And uh, we have been looking at some very specific characteristics of the Holy Ghost in regards to what does it mean when we talk about the person of the Spirit. And uh, we have uh, the last couple of weeks, we dealt with the fact uh, of, the, of uh, uh, the, these three characteristics that happen. Let me mention these very quickly. We've talked about uh, in, in order to be considered person, let me just say it like this, there must be intelligence, will, and emotion. These are characteristics of, of a person. And we have been looking in the Word of God, and we have been the last couple of weeks looking at the intelligence of the Spirit. Uh, God has been dealing with us and challenging us in regards to the fact that the Spirit of God, when we talk about the intelligence, revealing the mind of God, and uh, causing us uh, to look into, go into a deeper place. And that's where we've been preaching and what we've been looking at. The Word of God says, deep calls unto deep. And we have been reading here the last couple of weeks where the, where the Word of God said it's the Spirit that reveals all things. And, uh, and when we were talking about that, uh, the Word of God here in the text that we were reading last week, talking about He compares, He reveals the spiritual things to the spiritual. And so when we talk about the mind of God and getting the mind of God, we do so by way of the leadership of the Holy Ghost, His intellect, His thoughts as He guides, reveals and so that's what we were preaching at. Tonight, we're going to be dealing with the Spirit has a will. The Spirit has a will. And we're going to look specifically at some of these things in regards to this. But we're going to read for, the, for our text tonight here in 1 Corinthians 12 uh, and uh, verse 11. Uh, as they, these gentlemen here have this uh, pulled up. And uh, it says, it says here uh, in this, uh, let me just read, read here from this. But all these worketh that one and the selfsame spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. Now, the context here of the scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 deals with the gifts of the Spirit. And we're going to be dealing with some of these in, in uh, specifically when we're talking about the purpose of the Spirit. But in this we find it says, let me read this again. It says, but all these, and that's talk, all of these is talking about the gifts of the Spirit. They work, worketh that one and the selfsame Spirit. Dividing to every man severally as he will. So what the Spirit of God wills, what the Holy Ghost wills, he says here uh, in, the, in this that in the giving and the gifts, the operation of the gifts, there's, 
There's 12 gifts of the Spirit that are mentioned in Scripture. But, Brother Chad, there is one Spirit that gives those gifts. It's not 12 spirits. It's 12 gifts, but one Spirit. And uh, talking about the will, and He gives of these. And uh, He graces us with these gifts as He will. And so we're going to be looking at this tonight. Would you help us to pray? Father, we thank you once again for the privilege to be in your house. Every heart and life represented those here in this sanctuary, those watching tonight. I pray, Lord, that you would reveal yourself through your word. Help us that we have greater understanding of you. I pray, Lord, that you tonight would be glorified. Anoint your word, our hearts and ears, my mind and lips to preach. We thank you for it. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can be seated tonight. Hallelujah. The Spirit has a will. Now, I want you to understand tonight that we can speak in a general term to say that the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, uh, He wants to lead us and He wants to keep us right in the will of God. Now, we would say, yes, I agree with that. I believe that. But I want you to understand that even greater than the will of God, I want you to understand specifically what does it mean when we talk about the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, has a will. I want you to understand that first of all, because the Holy Ghost is a, the third person of the Godhead. We have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Uh, all three of these are one. And what are they one as? One in purpose, one in power, one in deity, one in revelation and will. And I want you to understand all three working for that same will. I want you to know tonight that when we talk about the fact that the Holy Ghost has a will, it does not mean that the Holy Ghost and His will is separated from the will and the purpose of God or that He is out here on His own like it's the Wild West and doing whatever He will or whatever He wants to do. No, the Spirit of God, all that He wills, I promise you this, as we look in the Word of God, we come to find the fact that over and over again we find the will of the Father, it was fulfilled in the will and the life of the Son. And Jesus said this, He said, when you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And he said, and the one that comes after me, Brother Drew, he's talking about the Holy Ghost, that comforter that would come, it said, he will testify of me. And so what does that mean? What it means is, is that the purpose, the plan, the will of God, it all agrees and is congruent with the will of the Father. There is not an operation as to where the Spirit of God is doing something on his own outside of the realm or the will or the intellect of God the Father, but all things for the purposes of God. What is the purpose of God? Let me say this. I believe you can summarize the purpose of God if I can use this terminology in a nutshell when we look at the Word of God from Genesis from the in the beginning to the last amen of Revelation. It is God 
God's will and God's plan that whosoever would call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Could somebody say amen to that tonight? That they are saved. Oh, you say, well, but what about casting out devils? And what about speaking in tongues? And what about raising the dead? And what about all of those things we see in God's Word? We know God is for it. We know God has operated and still operates in those things. But can I tell you, is it all things in the realm of the Holy Ghost? All things in the realm of the blessed third person of the Trinity. It is His will that the hearts of men are drawn to the heart of God. It is His will that men walk in agreement with the Word of God and in the purpose and the power of God. It is the will of the Holy Ghost that man's will would be subjected and submitted under the Lordship of Jesus Christ and that flesh would die out and that our mortal sins would be under the blood of the Lamb and that we would walk in the might and the power of the Spirit oh as he leads us into truth what is that truth is it just Bible truth not only is it Bible truth because I want you to understand when we talk about the word the word is God and Christ was the word John said in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God and by him we come to find that everything that was made was made by him. And so therefore, friends, let me first tell you this. Let me say it loud and clear for the Pentecostal church. And why do you emphasize that, Brother Jacob? Because in the ranks and the realms of so-called Pentecostal churches, there's been a lot said and abused and waters muddied and people manipulated into believing that something was professed to be by way of the Holy Ghost and it was nothing more than a mockery. It was nothing more that so men's flesh could be glorified. It was nothing more than the ego of somebody in a pulpit. But I want to tell you tonight that if it's the will of the Holy Ghost, it's going to be the will of God. And if it's the will of God, it's going to be the Word of God. Oh, the Word of God forever stands. Oh, and forever remains. Oh, understand there's been so much junk and so much trash that's been preached and spewed and programmed and gobbled up like it's the gospel because it feels good and it seems good and it sounds good. Oh, but there's a lot of things, Sister Linda Rich, that I've seen that looks good, sounds good, and feels good. Come on here. My daughter today... I ran by, I was, I was checking on her. She had had a, a little rash that was breaking out and I stopped by the school to check on her. And she said it was lunchtime. Lunch was just about to be over. And uh, she came over, I was talking to her there in the parking lot at my truck. And, and she said, Dad, she said, uh, I was out there playing volleyball and she said I was a little bit lightheaded. I said, oh, really? I said, and the first thing I asked her, Sister Wanda, I said, what would you have for lunch? She said, well, I had some, she said, I had some nerd clusters. It's just candy. She said, I ate, I ate some nerd clusters. 
And uh, I said, I said, I'm going to tell you right now, sister, I said, that's your problem. I said, you didn't eat anything of substance. You didn't have anything that could sustain you. I said, you can't live off nerd clusters, you nerd. Don't, some of you right now, I can't believe he said, I didn't call her a nerd. I'm saying it right now, but she was acting like a nerd. Amen. Just eating nerd clusters. I said, you've got to have something of substance. I said, you can't live off candy. Listen, and, 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 but she, but oh, Sister Carmen, she loves nerd clusters. And they look good. And they taste good. Even dad likes them. I'll steal a little handful from her every now and again. And they taste good. And for a moment it feels good in your mouth. And you get a little bit of a sugar high, Brother Segura. But the truth of the matter is that if that's all I tried to live on, I promise you I would be a sick individual. I promise you a mouth full of cavities or a diabetes problem. Amen. Or not be able to function with strength and power in the physical activities of life because you you cannot survive on junk and just let me park right here and preach for a moment because there's a lot of things that is described as the will of God and the will of the spirit but it's nothing but sugar coated gospel it's nothing that ain't going to last anybody you see we've got a problem today if we've got people that'll come and they can jump and shout and dance and speak in tongues on a Sunday but they find themselves back in a bar find themselves back popping a pill find them back themselves sleeping around find themselves dealing with the lust and the sins of the flesh find themselves bitter can't forgive anybody ate up with jealousy ate up with malice backbiters gossipers and backsliders the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost I serve the Holy Ghost lives inside of me gives me power to live Live in victory over those things. It is not God's will to act religious one day and be a reprobate the next. And don't you dare for one minute give me that stuff. I just can't help it. Liar. Liar. Pants on fire. You hear me? I know this flesh is weak. I know this flesh, Sister Faye, Jacob Smith's flesh, it's got a will. There's some things that Jacob Smith's flesh wants to will to do. And every one of us, every day you get up, you're battling against your will. Battling against your thoughts. Battling against your flesh. But I'm going to tell you something. Don't you sit in these pews. Some of you have sat under some, and I'm not counting myself when I say this. I'm talking about your other previous pastors. You have sat under some of the greatest, most anointed preaching this side of heaven. So there are some of you, you know better. And I may not be a great preacher, but I'm going to tell you the truth. And I am going to love on you. And I am, I'm, not going to, I'm not going to water down the gospel. And so I can tell you this. When you stand before God, and I can only say this to Victory Temple because I'm your pastor here. And I know what's being preached here. And I know what's being said here. 
But I know this. There's not a one of you that will be able to stand before God and say, I didn't know that. I didn't know that was the will of God. I didn't know that was the word of God. I thought I could do that, live that, be that, think that, and still make heaven. No, sir, no, ma'am. I'm sorry to tell you. The truth that has come from this pulpit does not afford you the luxury of thinking you're ignorant because ignorance is not bliss. My people die for a lack of knowledge. My people perish where there is no vision. And I want you to know it's the will of the Holy Ghost that you walk in truth, that you live in truth, that it's more than an amen on a Wednesday night, but it's a same amen that'll keep you on a Monday morning. Yes, sir, I know it is. I'm going to buy my own tape tonight. Amen. Listen, the Spirit has a will. Well, but Brother Jacob, to me, the will of God seems very mystical. It seems very spiritual. I'm not spiritual enough to know the will of God. Listen, let me break a few things down for you when we talk about the will. All right? If you're taking notes, make notes here on this. What does it mean? What does will mean? Listen to this. Diligently purposeful. Diligently purposeful. Determination. When we use the term, if you ever, did any of you raise a child with a strong will? Right? They, are going to, they were going to do it. You'd tell them not to touch it, they was going to touch it. You told them not to sit on it, they was going to sit on it. You told them not to eat it, they was going to eat it. Come on here. That will, they were determined. Come on here. Diligently purposeful, determined. Listen to this. Listen to this. Here's another form and definition of will. Are you ready? Self-control. I'd probably just park there and finish on that thought right there. Self-control, and here is its sister, self-discipline. Self-control and self-discipline. That's where we use the term, I'm going to will myself not to pick up that chocolate chip cookie. Come on here. Somebody said... Somebody said I quit eating chocolate, but then I realized I was not born a quitter. Amen. <laughs> Come on here. And so let me say this. Please hear your pastor very carefully right here. When I said a while ago, we do not, we cannot afford to sit around in here and say, I can't help it. That's who I am. That's what I do. Preacher, you know I have a problem with this. You know daddy had a problem with it. You know mama had a problem with it. You know mama had a sharp tongue and a temper. You know daddy was lustful and, and a carouser. You know, you know that all I ever heard was bad language, and so I've got to talk bad language. And you know they always had this addiction, so 
I've got to be an addict. I, I just can't help it. No, sir. You see, it's the will of the Holy Ghost to produce in us self-discipline and self-control. I know it's not anything you're going to stand up and shout an amen with me. But if there's something we need one more time in the church, it is some people that are led by the Spirit of God. I'm not talking about will that you're Superman and that you can just leap tall buildings by a single bound or take on a bullet or stand ten foot tall. I'm weak. I'm frail. The Word of God says He sees my frame and knows that I am dust. But Brother Jude Drew, inside of this frail man, there lives the Spirit of God, the God of heaven that moves and wills inside of me. And what I cannot do in this flesh, Sister Anna, I can by the will of the Holy Ghost I can by the will of God that's why one of the fruits of the spirit is temperance well you know I got a temper I got to get mad I've got to cuss and carry on no you don't no you don't and it's not a matter that you can't it's a matter that you won't what it boils down to. This is why I've been dealing with and preaching on the spirit as a person. Because if we just reduce him to a feeling, we don't care about offending him. But when you realize he is a person, let me give it to you like this. Have you noticed in our day and time? Folks are very brave behind a phone or a computer. They will say stuff about you, to you online or on social media that they would, and they don't care to do it when they're a hundred miles away. Because they, number one, they ain't got to face you face to face. They ain't got to look at you. Number two, because all you, all you are to them is a blip on a screen. And they didn't like something you said or they don't like who you are. So they're going to cuss you out. They're going to run you down. They're going to say whatever. But I'm going to tell you something. It's entirely different. A man or a woman don't run their mouth like that when they're standing face to face with somebody. And so what I'm saying is, is that when we partake or when we indulge in our fantasies, we, when, we, when we indulge in this flesh and there's things that you know better and there's things that you know you should avoid, conversations you shouldn't have, things you shouldn't, shouldn't see, things you should not participate in, that, that there's attitudes that you know that are not godly, I want to tell you instead of praying for a greater shout instead of praying to preach louder and longer instead of praying so that the Holy Ghost will make you anointed singer I'm going to tell you before I could ever be anointed in the pulpit brother Gary I'd better be anointed in the house I'd better be anointed in the day to day work week I'd better be anointed around my neighbors because that's what matters is the will of the Holy Ghost Ghost at work in my everyday life. We are too busy trying to manifest what we think the will of the Holy Ghost is in a service versus living out the will of the Holy Ghost 
in our day-to-day life. If we only manifest here what we think the will of the Holy Ghost is and we are not living it, if He is not in us, abiding in us, working through us, I will tell you that we are nothing more than pretenders. Nothing more than hypocrites. Because Sister Jerry, our walk with God and whether or not we are under the will and leadership of the Holy Ghost will show up in tough times. It'll show up when everything's not going your way. It'll show up when there's things, Brother Segura, bigger than you. You can't control it. You can't change it. You can't fix it. And so, Lord, I'm trusting your will. So give me the will of the Spirit. Let me have purposed decision-making. Let me be determined. Boy, I could preach there too. We, could, we can sing all day long. Won't we have a time when we go get over yonder? We could have Carolyn sing, see the bright light shine. It's just about home time till she's about to pass out. And we can shout all over this church. But there is a problem when we can sing it and amen it on the service day. But come Tuesday and you're no more determined than the man in the moon to live for Jesus. Can I just say tonight... That some of you have a problem of emotional ups and downs and spiritual highs and lows. Constantly, you're like this because you are not living in the vein of the will of the Holy Ghost. Well, are you trying to say, Brother Jacob, if I did everything be perfect? No, I'm not saying that. But I will say this is you will have a whole lot less manic episodes. God did not call us to be bipolar Christians. You ain't going to stand up here and sing and preach on Sunday and bite somebody's head off, cuss somebody out, carry on like a heathen, act in a way, in such a way, Brother Marvin, that nobody would know. And I'm not saying Brother Marvin does this, so when I call his name, don't, don't think that. <laughs> act in a way that the fellows at the job don't even know you're saved or not. Come on here. And or, and or... That you're giving a wrong message in your own house. That your children or your husband, your wife can't speak to you. Can't hold a decent conversation for fear of being raked over the coals or ridiculed. Listen to me. Purpose, decision making. Determination. Self-control. Self-governance. I don't care how fast Brother Eddie could make laps around this church. I don't care how excited the church gets when somebody's moved upon by the power of the Holy Ghost. And you know your pastor. I'll run with you. I'll shout with you. I'll jump with you. I have no problems doing that. I love to worship like that. But I'm going to tell you something. I would rather none of that happen but have a church that was full of people that had real spiritual discipline. Versus everybody that can shout louder than the next section, but there's no spiritual discipline in your life. The will. What are you preaching on, Brother Jake? The will of the Holy Ghost. It said that He gives gifts unto us as He will. 
What does this mean? Uncle Danny, we find the word of God tells us. It says, the eyes of the Lord are in every place. He's looking and searching the hearts of men. That word men there is not just to the gender. It speaks to, we know the word of God when it uses the term man, that it's often speaking to humanity. Men and women whose hearts will be humble and honest before him. Listen to this. Deliberate, I'm still talking about will. Deliberate intention. Deliberate intention. Intentionality in your walk with God. Do you know why oftentimes things in life and spiritually speaking always happen to you? It's because you're not being intentional for you to happen to life. Too many times, too many times we're getting up and we're just floating around. We got a Gomer pile mentality. Whatever goes on today. I'm not saying you got to be so rigid and that you've got to be OCD about everything. But I'm going to tell you. We as God's people, it is not in the realms, oh, but if you start talking about goals and you start talking about work ethic and you start talking about all those things, Brother Jacob, you're just a motivational speaker. Now, let me tell you something. When the Word of God talks about vision, what did the Word of God say to the prophet? He said, take that vision and he said, write it down. Be purposeful. Can I ask you tonight? How long has it been? I know in January we took 21 days of prayer and fasting, renewal, and we talked about setting some spiritual goals, setting some giving goals. There are, there are times that all that, your, that life is just upended, that you are not pursuing things. Here's, here's the deal. Too many of us are always just hoping something works out. They're hoping. Brother Coleman, when we bought our home, I did not buy that home because I hoped it would work out. Purchasing that home was a reflection of years of saving. Years of saving. Brother Danny, I started cutting checks for down payments and buying furniture and all that. Ooh, Brother Heath, some of that hurt. Because that nest egg, you see it. But we had saved on purpose. We had saved on purpose. I, I wasn't out running around. Come on, Sister Carla, let's go run to Hawaii. Come on, let's go run here. Come on, let's buy this and let's buy that. And one day, I hope we can buy a house. Don't work that way, my friends. Jesus loves you, but there's some things he's not going to be handing to you on a silver platter. I know some, you can find preachers down the road tell you, just drive through the neighborhood, lay your hand on somebody's house and say, I believe it's mine in Jesus' name. (laughs) I've heard that mess. Just drive through the car dealership, just lay your hands on a bunch of cars and just pray. Give me a break. Those are people with no plan. No plan. Listen to me. We must be intentional. What would happen in your home and in in your life if you became, listen to what I'm saying here, spiritually intentional, spiritually intentional about your career, about your finances, about your marriage, about raising your children? 
What would happen if you got spiritually intentional? It is the will of the Spirit to bring about these things. He will guide. He will direct. Let me tell you something. We can go back. We can talk about the church building we're in. Brother Clinton, and he was a praying man. But I promise you, he didn't just hope that one day a church would be built. It took intentionality. It took plan, praying over those plans, praying, God, would you lead me? Would you guide me? Would you give direction? The school of Christ didn't happen in one week when he sat down and scribbled a bunch of notes on a notepad. No, sir. These things happen with planning, preparation, and prayer to say, Holy Ghost, what is your will? My heart breaks because I see too many in the church, young and old alike, those in the middle of the road, as to where there is too much. We are crossing our fingers, we're rubbing our rabbit's foot, and we're throwing the dice, hoping everything works out. Now, some, somebody here is getting prickly because you're saying, well, I thought that we lived by faith. Yes, we do live by faith. My papa said there's a fine line between faith and common sense. I remember one time, Sister Carolyn and I, we were looking at a, at a place to potentially rent. And I remember we were looking, and even back then, rent seemed astronomical, at least to a young couple. And we were looking, and so you know how it is. We sitting down, Brother Drew, we got the notepad and we're writing. Yeah, well, we, we don't have to eat every week. Oh. We, we can, yeah, we can do this, we can do that. And the little lady who was, who was the realtor in regards to this rental property, she was the agent looking for renters for the homeowners. She looked at me and she could tell we was... She, she could tell by looking at us, it was going to take every penny we had to do it. She said, Mr. Smith, she said, you're a man of faith, right? I said, yes, ma'am. And then I thought to myself, Lord, don't let her start spiritualizing this rent business. But she gave me great advice, Brother Gary. She said, I appreciate you're a man of faith. She said, but this rent payment, this is not a faith promise every month. You've got to have this rent money. How many things do we get ourselves into problems? And I'm not just talking financially. I'm just using some examples. But we can talk about a whole plethora of things. That we have got ourselves into stuff that is not the will of God. It is not the will of the Holy Ghost. It is not at all what God intended. But we try to cover it up. Because we don't have plans, we're not intentional, we're not purposeful, we're not determined, we are not self-controlled, and we jump into stuff, we get in trouble, and then one of two things happen. First, you get mad at God and you wonder where God's at. I'm going to break it to you, my friend. He was never in it to begin with. Secondly, then you start 
begging, borrowing, stealing, pleading, and praying. Every prayer request. Lord, help. just pray for us. We can make this car payment. Pray for us. We can do this. Pray for us. We can do that. Pray for us. I'll help you pray. Here's, here's an answer to prayer. Sell the car. Move out of the house. Give that up. Quit getting stuff that you're trying to impress people that you don't really like anyway. Again, these are examples, but I'm trying to bring... Does anybody understand the point I'm trying to make? Okay, I'm just making sure. Listen, the intellect of the Spirit that we've been preaching about, the will of the Holy Ghost, He brings you to these truths. It is not about emotion. It is not, and you've heard me say this, and I'll say it over and over until I'm done with preaching on the Holy Ghost It is not about emotion. It is not about zeal and excitement. But the Holy Ghost, this precious, powerful gift that lives inside of you, it is there so that He will guide us by His will. Which, Sister Mildred, is congruent. That's just a mathematical term that means it's equal to. It matches identically With the will of the Father. And God's will will never be different than His Word. Never be different. Scriptural evidences of the Holy Spirit's will include also Acts 15 and 28. It says, when the apostles prefaced their judgment on a question of church doctrine... By saying, if it seemed good to the Holy Ghost. In addition, the Holy Ghost has shown His will in setting apart people for the Lord's service. Only persons with a will can communicate in such a way. When I talk about, we we spent last week talking about, Sister Carolyn, if you'll come. The Spirit of God, the intellect of God taking us to a deeper place. Friends, I want you to understand tonight, when we talk about the deeper places of God, sometimes our mind goes to these these places as to where we're not even at yet. Oh, yes, Lord, I want to... Have you ever encountered somebody that was... I don't know any other way to say it. They were too spiritual for their own good. Everything was spiritual. Everything was deep. Deep and spiritual. I'm spiritual and deep. There was a, a friend of mine. Well, some of you know Brother Scott Ennis. Missionary to Nigeria. Tremendous man of God. I still remember him telling me a story. Well, not just me. I was in a youth camp. He was preaching one of the services. And I'll never forget. He shared a story of one of the young men at Bible school. When he was in Bible school with a young man. He said in the evening after the fellows got in, got cleaned up and everything, they had a common area in the boys' dorm and they would do an evening devotion together before everybody went to bed and all that good stuff. He said one young man came walking down the stairs, had his jammies on and his bathrobe on and said as he was walking down the stairs, he had this look in his eyes and he was walking like he was floating. And all the guys looking around said, what in the world are you doing? What's wrong with you? And his answer, Brother Eli, was, I'm walking in the Spirit. 
there are some folks that they just take some things just a little bit weird. I, I don't know how else to say it. Just weird with some stuff. But here's what I'm saying. We were reading last week out of our text the fact that the Spirit of God will reveal things, the spiritual to the spiritual. What have I been saying from the beginning of this Biblical Foundation series? You are only as spiritual as you are biblical. The Word of God. It's there, Brother Eddie. So when we talk about going deeper, before you get off deep into what you think God's will is, before you think God's called you to Zimbabwe or God's called you to do this or do that or whatever, praise God if He's called you. Praise God if He does that. He might reveal some of that to you. But let me just say this. Those deep things are not going to be revealed until you get to the deep things of issues that you've left undone. That you're not dealing with, that you're not, that you don't have in control. That you're not letting the Spirit have control of. That you're not letting Him lead you and guide you. The will of the Holy Ghost. Listen to the things that I said one more time. Purposeful decisions, determination, being intentional, self-control, self-discipline. Determination. Boy, I don't know about you, but that sounds like a good recipe for success. That to me sounds like a good recipe for somebody, Brother Chris Tibbetts, to be sound spiritually. To be a man or woman of God, they need to be. Some folks think being a man or woman of God depends upon your clothing standard. Depends upon the denomination you're involved in. Depends upon who your pastor is. Depends upon the membership card in your church. Whatever the case might be. None of that. None of that equates to nothing. If you don't have the will of the Holy Ghost. Working in your life. Somebody say every day. Say it like you mean it. Every day. Somebody say I want. His will every day. I want the will of the Holy Ghost in my life every day. Every day. Every day. I'm not going to draw out this altar call. These altars are open. Why don't we come find ourselves a place to pray here tonight? Why don't we come find a place to seek the Lord? If the Holy Ghost is dealing with you, if the Holy Ghost is revealing to you, if the Holy Ghost has put His finger on some things in your life personally tonight, some things that should say that right there, that right there, I need the will of the Holy Ghost at work. I need Him to speak to me. I, he has spoken and I need to act. I need to bring myself under subjection to the Spirit of God. I need the Holy Ghost. I need Him in control of my life, of who I am, what I need to be. I need you tonight, Lord. I want your will tonight, Lord. God spoke to Abraham and said, Take your own. 